Hi, everyone. Welcome to another podcast session with Beyond the Books. Today, we will be having a discussion on the topic of banned fairy tales. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, all the fairy tales I grew up reading were mostly the Disney versions characterized by fairy godmothers and happy endings. So I am curious, what are some of your thoughts on fairy tales that actually got banned? What are some examples of fairy tales that have been banned and like for what reason? Uh, I think one of them was um, like the Grimm, the Grimm Brothers fairy tales. Um, originally, they were like very, uh, they were filled with a lot of violence and um, like negative portrayals of like female characters that the general public had a hard time accepting. And what happened was like in some places in the US, it, they banned the books for a while. And then, yeah, it was just kind of controversial. Like recently they banned all these books? No, not recently, like in like the 19th century. Uh, So like, like- I mean, I know that the Brothers Grimm was banned like during Allied Germany. Yeah. Yeah. During like World War II-ish, yeah. Yeah, which is like, I think everything was kind of banned there, but that's fine. I mean, you have to remember too that especially like the fairy tales that we grew up with are so different from like the original source material as well. Like, I mean, I think that you could say in a in a kind of cultural way we've banned them because we don't read like the original Cinderellas or Sleeping Beauties to our children because we don't really want to teach them about women being raped or being drugged or women feeding their children to their husbands or like. So yeah. in a cultural sense, almost it's like they're banned. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I actually have like the complete like Grimm's fairy tale books and I, I've been a huge fan of them and like I I enjoy like a bit of the darker thing like when you're a kid like just in the same way you should be like exposed to bacteria to make your immune system stronger like I think you should be introduced to some controversial thoughts so you can like build your own thoughts and be like oh that is bad you shouldn't feed your children to your parents. I know generally a little bit about how different they are but I haven't read any of them like how much worse are they? I mean, you have to remember, like, especially the era that we live in right now, like we really do regard children much more than in the past. Like we, as time has gone on, we, we're much more guarding of our children. Like these original fairy tales can be seen as more cautionary tales, if anything, like they're not meant to be these fun, imaginative stories about girls getting with the prince that they love, like kind of like have like very Disney, tar- uh, Disney fairy tale-esque, like it's very dark it's very scary and it's like warnings to children it's like behavior you're gonna be eaten by your father you're gonna be eaten by a witch who's also apparently your stepmother like Hansel and Gretel so then what are your favorite story tales or like fairy tales little red cap Mm -hmm. aka the OG little red riding hood by the brothers Mm -hmm. Graham it's way more violent uh uh, it's way more interesting because in that version what they do is like she's eaten by the wolf and stuff but then the like hunt she meets like a hunter when she's like walking to her grandmother's house so it's like mm-hmm. oh like okay whatever and then like he finds the wolf and like cuts the wolf open and like drags her out of her stomach oh my goodness <laughs> and that's it that. that's the end of the book okay cool yeah, it's <laughs> like i think in the original wait, wait, snow white um she was actually like like dead i think already and then the prince like kissed her like he kissed a dead princess and then she woke up. Isn't that like yeah. necrophilia? Like, yeah, that is it, necrophilia. It really is. Okay, it is. It is. Okay. 
Okay. I also like um, I like Rapunzel because it all yeah. it like it like completely. It's like what about, it's about cabbages? Like their parents <laughs> wanted to eat cabbages, yeah. and then, and then they gave their children away. Like, like children were like a currency almost. Like Hansel and Gretel was actually they were just more of a liability for the parents, and that's why they got abandoned. But also, well, there's a really big theory that like the uh, so fun fun fact everybody um in the original version of uh Hansel and Gretel they don't say it's a witch they make it they paint it out to seem like it's like it's the kid's mother because like the mother isn't really present like with the father and she was just like get rid of them so like there was in the original like first kind of publication this idea that like it might have been the mom or like a stepmom to the kids and the reason they changed it to a witch was so that to make sure that kids wouldn't be scared of their parents like it was originally a mom like it was like a mom or like a mother figure so they changed like that changed over time though because like obviously you don't want your kids to be like afraid of their moms and be like oh my god my mom's gonna eat me if i don't behave yeah well, it's a good parenting tactic i guess <laughs> <laughs> i think this is a little away from the fairy tales but yeah. i like remember reading an article that like pop on hop like dr <laughs> seuss book was banned because like they're like we want to warn children that you cannot pop on your, like, hop on your pop, hmm. because that is not good for your father. Do not be violent towards your father. It's like, oh, I didn't know that had to be told, but maybe, like, literacy has, like, much more power than we think it does, so maybe censorship is needed. Yeah, and I actually did some research, and I found that, like, after um, the Grimm's brothers, like, they realized how the public was reacting, they actually changed, like they refined and softened their tales where they changed, where, where they started like changing like the cruel, cruel mothers into nasty stepmoms. So I think this is like how, like the pattern of the evil stepmother came into being. And I think it's interesting how when like the female is portrayed when she is a stepmom for some reason, um, she's always like evil in the fairy tales. I mean, I think it comes from that change of it, like not wanting to be the mom, right? Like you don't want to paint yeah. the mom to be like this evil, horrible yeah. figure, but like the stepmom, like, okay, well, she's not related to me. She doesn't know the family. Like she's new here. Mm-hmm. She's an outsider kind of, like, I think that's why part of it is like, it's, it kind of puts that distance, but like also at the same time, like if your parents were married, you think your stepmom's like an evil witch, right? Like uh, I can't believe it used to be the mother figure, but now it's changed. I didn't know that. I always thought it was like, oh, the stepmother because she's like not as attached to the children. That's why she's so mean. I wonder what I wonder what the Grimm's brother went through. Like, did they have a terrible relationship with their mother? Like, I don't know. I mean, like, um. Because this is like the first edition. Like I, I think they were writing in like the early 18, 1800s. So like, obviously a different time. And like, but I think it's just like, like I, I don't know why they like. I think they change it obviously because like they're thinking like, okay, what if like kids are just like afraid of their moms now? Like, and it's like you don't have that close relationship with your parents. Like, it's meant to be. Like a lot of these tales could be seen in some ways as like the ultimate like strange, stranger danger kind of thing. <laughs> like, all these people talk to strangers and they die. And they want them to just make their kids behave. Like that was the whole point of these fairy tales. Like, you know, don't go outside, don't misbehave. That's probably why they made the parents so scary, you know, like 
hey, if you misbehave, I'm going to eat you. That's true. Right. Like, even the OG version of, like, Sleeping Beauty, which is, like, I've always found Sleeping Beauty to be a weird story in the first place. Like, I never liked the Disney movie, but, like, um, I'm pretty sure it's Briar Rose is what the Grimm's brother called it, but, like, it's the same kind of premise. Oh, and, like, yeah. I think a lot of people know this, especially, like, kind of older audiences, but, like, she was raped. Like, she she was, like, put under a spell, and she was raped, and then she woke up because she was giving birth. Yeah. Like, wow, great oh, story. Oh, my God. Problematic. I feel like the public, when they heard that, they were like, um, I feel like this is not something I would want to read to my child. Like, yeah, like, like, what, what's the lesson there? Like, don't fall asleep? <laughs> well, she was put under, like, a spell. Like, there is that theme of, like, I know, like, the Disney movie, it's, the, like, a spindle, kind of, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. something like that too like she's pricked by something and then she just like like that's how she wakes up she's giving birth to a child that's awful it's like but then she i remember in another rendition it's like her she had two she had two kids because like twins and like one was like the sun one was the moon mm-hmm. so, like that. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys ever read like the pied piper for example anybody know that fairy tale no i have heard of it but like more like the about? shrek rendition of it yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even think about it. Wait, was that like, oh I kind of remember, was it about like a person, he had a pipe, and then when he played it, like the children would follow him into a cave, was it? Yeah, it's like they have like a, there's like an infestation in like this village, and like right. he, okay, like, yeah, he's a piper, so he like shows up and he's like, I can fix everything! And like he, he like, okay, so it like, I don't know how like this works, but like he plays his thing and it like lures the rats to like this river and then they drown and then they don't want to pay the piper for like helping them and he puts the town under like a curse <laughs> and like there's oh, a wait. couple different versions of it but okay. i remember i think one. i think one of the versions was he actually like he 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 like he managed to drown the kids kids yeah yeah like he played the pipe and then the kids just all like went into the river or something and they all like died died like all their children <laughs> died i'm like <sighs> Except for that, except for that one kid who survived because he had a limp. Oh, so, I feel like I've heard about this character just through like Shrek. Like you know, how, like Shrek pulls in like random people for every story, and I feel like I just heard about them through that movie. That's it. I haven't seen Shrek in so long, but like I remember that because like I remember I hadn't like that wasn't one that stuck out to me as a kid, but I remember like reading when I was older, and I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, are you telling your kids don't listen to music because then some man's going to lure you to the river and drown you because we didn't want to pay him for helping us? It's more like, don't bring outsiders in. Yeah, and they always, I, I don't know uh, which edition this would be, but I just remember, like, a lot of stories would be, like, there'll be, like, two sisters, and, like, one of them is mean, one of them is super nice to strangers, and then the evil one gets terrible curse, and then the good one gets, like, a great gift. Of like spewing money out of their mouth does anyone know yeah. what the story is i don't know i feel like that just plays into like the whole trope of like women have to be like quiet and you know like submissive or like just like perfect and nice and kind and the other one who's just loud or just like like i don't know just being herself is mostly just treated as evil and then it's kind of just like punishing that and rewarding submissiveness in that sense what about like did anybody ever read like bluebeard but, like that did not make it to our generation at all. I don't know if there's any shark references to this either. <laughs> I've read, like a version of that one. That's like one of the only ones I can remember where like the man is the bad guy. You know, like a human man is the yeah. bad guy. Yeah, I mean, like obviously there's so much like you can compare like the wolf, for example, of being like a bad guy, um, like a bad man. 
per se, if you will. But no, Bluebeard's really, <laughs> Bluebeard's really messed up because it's it's almost like a murder mystery for kids because it's like he's married all these women and then like they all go missing. It's like where are they? And then like his new wife goes into like this room where he's like, don't go there. And she goes in there anyways, and it's like covered in blood and like corpses. We're like oh hanging God. on like, the wall. Wait, what's that the one comes- where she has? She also has like an egg in her hand and then she drops it. I don't know about the egg. I don't remember that one. I just remember he comes back and he's like furious and then like he murders her, but then like all of right. her family goes and kills him. And then like everybody's happy because like they just split his fortune because he was so rich. <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like I feel like murder and blood is always like something you have to have in the Grimm's brother. Um well sorry. that one was um was it? Charles Charles Poirot, who did like um, Puss in Boots, for example, for like Sea oh. Truck reference, very famous for that. But like I remember because when I was I lived in France, and I remember the region that I lived in, that's where like Bluebeard lived supposedly. So I remember like going to where his house was, for example, and like it was weird. <laughs> yeah, that actually just reminded me. Did someone say like their their favorite story was Red Cap, Little Red? Who was it? That's oh yeah, Little Red Cap. I loved Little Red Cap. Yeah, I just actually remember. Like, I think maybe it's like repression, but now that I really recall, like when I was like really young, like maybe five, I actually read like the original gruesome version of it, and I I remember just reading. It was like little um, little red went to her grandma's house, and then she met a wolf, and then um, the wolf was like, okay, let's go together. And then what happened was like he the wolf actually ended up going into the house and then eating her grandma. And then but then what happened was a uh, little red, red riding hood got a pair of scissors and cut open his stomach to take out um her grandmother. And then and then uh, and then she filled his stomach with stones. So then he was like full. And then he became too fat or something or too heavy and then he tried to swim and then he drowned. Like something along those lines. And um, I feel like when I was a kid reading that, I, I didn't actually feel like any any horror because you were like too young to actually like know any like know what is scary. So I just read that like it was a, a really normal like kind of story and I was like, oh okay, cool. That's um, what I'll do when that happens. Yeah, yeah so if I ever that. meet a bad wolf, I always have to remember to bring a pair of scissors. Or you know what's yeah. crazy? You talking about that just unlocked my repressed memory of reading the exact <laughs> kid. Like I just remember that I read that too. And it did not scare me either. Like it was just a cool story. But like how old yeah. are we when we're talking about this? Like when I read it, it was like around like five or six, like not okay, even so elementary school yet. But I was in like fourth grade. I was a little older, but oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I can either. See, like that reminds me of like, okay, I don't know if this falls under fairy tale, but I'm just gonna throw it under there anyways. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I find like the literally the worst, the two worst Disney movies to watch because I just don't like them, and I find them like unbearably just like terrible. Is Peter Pan and Pinocchio? I don't like but, the. Like, I have to say, like, the Sony Peter Pan, though, is pretty good. So, like, I don't like the Disney one, but the Sony one, in case anyone wants to watch it. Yeah, the live action one. It's oh, my so God. Cool. First, first, like, childhood crush. I'm like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah. I don't know if that counts, but like, okay, Pinocchio is like, okay, I don't like Pinocchio. If I'm Pinocchio, creepy. I don't know if you guys like know, but like, initially, he, like Geppetto, like even why, like why is like <laughs> Geppetto? Name. Like, he, yeah, Geppetto. He gets the wood from like his neighbor because the the neighbor like chopped down a tree and then the wood started talking to him. There's no form of it. It's just like a log that's talking to him, and then like Geppetto gets it and then models it into a boy like so the kid sucks like he just sucks and he like just general terrible person he like kicks him and he like runs away and then Pinocchio you know like his cricket friend like his like sidekick if you will who like tries to teach him a good lesson about like being nice or whatever and then he just like squishes him with a hammer oh my god (laughs) well like uh, great thanks he killed his conscience. And then once he learns to be good, then he becomes a human. So, like, I don't know if the reverse of that is if you're bad, you're going to turn into some weird wooden talking creepy boy that's made by somebody named Geppetto. But, like, wait, I don't he squishes his companion with a hammer. Oh, that's violent. Like, but, like, kids were reading that. Like, I can't imagine, like, I have nieces and stuff and nephews, and I can't imagine reading that to them and being like, this is totally cool. Yeah, but honestly, I feel like when I was reading, like, these, um, like, these stories that, that were originally, like, that got banned before, I actually, like, as a kid myself, I didn't feel like it was any, it was, like, traumatizing or anything. So I feel like sometimes, like, how, how, like, adults like view these stories perhaps we take on a different approach to them than how like a kid would approach it because as a kid like I really didn't see it as like harmful enough to ban it was just like like a story like I knew it wasn't real but I guess it really depends on the person like I feel like maybe adults they just see like like they see it as like a more complex and like in depth like kind of like a like some cause and effect from reading it. Uh, but I feel like um, for like, just from my personal experience, I didn't feel like it, it really made me feel scared. But yeah, so it's just interesting how like, sometimes I feel like um, a lot of the times like we ban stuff and then we unban stuff. So it's just, it just serves to us like a point how a lot of the times, um, perhaps it's just like our adult like worries that gets in the way yeah I mean I think think in the defense of like obviously I I don't think any of us are parents but like we'll just put our parenting hats on for one second I mean like the the risk of it too is like you you, maybe you teach your kids something in these fairy tales because there are good lessons in some of them like but like at the same time the way that you're teaching them is in the vein of kind of like scaring your child like kind of traumatizing them to be like okay so be a good person now and we're gonna scare you to make sure that you're a good person like and I think it's it's so dependent right and like it so depends on the kid because like some people are still like even as adults like super gullible or like super naive and like what if that's literally what a kid thinks like a kid thinks if somebody's teasing him he's just gonna like crush his head in with a hammer right like just because like that's like learned action in a way like I don't know right it's so hard to say like I agree like I don't think banning them is necessary per se but like I don't wouldn't read these to children <laughs> especially now really I, I think like with like let's say Little Red Riding Hood I think it wasn't scary to us because like one we knew wolves couldn't talk and imitate our grandmothers 
we're like, okay, that's not a, that's not a real concern we need to think about. Um, but if we're like catering to like the children who might like, like think these things are real and be like, oh, stranger danger all the time or dealing with my anger and not wanting to listen to people, I'm just going to smash their head in with a hammer, I guess. Yeah, I guess it really depends on how the parents tell it and like if it's it's, or it's because it's very different than like just like watching the behavior because like I feel like children like watch behavior and like repeat behavior a lot more than like reading behavior. Yeah, I agree because like I feel like imagination is just so different between children so like how you imagine something or how I do is just so different than they might see someone hitting a head over something but they might see it like even like in cartoons they have like people hitting each other with heads and just have that swirly thing going around so like it could just be like a comedic relief at that point not like anything violent or harmful yeah I mean like obviously they're not like it's not like Aesop's fable where like everything needs to necessarily have a point but like even I was trying to find it I can't remember who it was so Charles Perrault very famous French uh, fairy tale-ist that's a word now um he did a version of little red riding hood and he put morals at the end of some of his stories and in little red riding hood bearing in mind this is like the like i think mid to late 1800s and he put a moral at the end of it saying children especially attractive well-bred young ladies should never talk to strangers for if they do so they may well provide dinner for a wolf i say wolf like in quotation marks but there are various kinds of wolf there are also those who are charming quiet polite unassuming complacent and sweet who pursue young women at home and in the streets. And unfortunately, it is these gentle wolves who are the most dangerous ones of all. Like, wow, ahead of your time. Really? Like, oh my God, are those, is that a reference to like, I'm trying to say like fuckboys? Like, is that the- Yeah, but like like, also like being wary of like men in the night, like for example, especially for like the reference to what, like it's so topical and like, it's like, wow, like you really hit the nail on the head literally like so long ago. But see, like, maybe that's why the wolf doesn't bother us, because we think it's a wolf, but, like, he clearly, like, there's renditions where they're clearly saying, like, it's not a wolf. It's a man. Always not a wolf, right? Like, it's a, the whole character is supposed to be, like, the archetype for a bad guy, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kid, you don't understand that. Like, it's just a wolf to you. Yeah. Right. And that's why, exactly. oh, that's why, like, Jackie was saying about, like, adults, to, like, can understand it a little more and be like, oh, you like, see a deeper meaning in there. Yeah. yeah. Kids are like, oh. It's like a symbolism for like something that's like much, much darker. I mean, like, did any of you guys read these in school? Like, did anybody actually read these in school or was it like a home thing? Because I feel like schools weren't like. It was like definitely not school, but it was like my house, like it, it had like a, it had like books lying around and then one just happened to be the grim, like the complete edition. So then like sometimes like, cause you're curious, right? As a child. So then you would like maybe flip through it and then just take a look. But then there's like a lot of other books as well. So then you don't really feel like that one particular book really stands out cause it's all just books to kids. What about like a, non-western fairy tales did you guys ever have like cultural fairy tales from your own like backgrounds or whatnot like folklore kind of yeah because i remember the the only fairy tales that we had in my house were like alibaba and stuff like that and it was in urdu so i didn't want to read that so actually you know alibaba like in like where like i am originally from china it's actually also a really popular story yeah i don't know my house was always just like the evil eye and like just like it following you around or you being born with it or it fo- like changing 
shapes and faces, but that's kind of what just talked about here. Mine's always like the nice daughter will do something nice or she'll die <laughs> or she gets greatly rewarded. It's a great <laughs> option. Be nice or die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember like, I remember there was one, I'm like Portuguese on my dad's side, so I remember there was one specifically about like a singer. Okay, this is actually, this is like folklore. So I don't know if you guys know this, but you know how like, you know, like cultures, like when you go to like a certain place, you get like a certain like token or like a certain like kind of item that represents that culture. So like a baguette represents France, for example, you know what I mean? (laughs) Trinkets, like a, like a very, okay, Portuguese people, it's a rooster. And the reason for the rooster is because this is literally the story. This is the dumbest thing ever. But, like, this is, like, major folklore there. So it was this man who had stolen, um, had, like, stolen from the king. He was going to be executed. And he said, you know, if um, if the rooster crows in the morning, because they crow every morning, I'm innocent. So if the rooster crows in tomorrow morning on the day of my death, I'm innocent. So you should let me go. <laughs> and then he was let go and he was free. Hmm. That's <laughs> right that's like what that's a message for that one no they just weren't smart back then i guess they just didn't know that roosters crow every morning which yeah. is fine um i remember too i'm doing research right now just because like i'm doing like a research project and like folklore wise something i feel like we don't talk about enough is like indigenous folklore and like some of the like stuff that they have mm-hmm. because they have this thing called a wendigo and it's like the scariest yeah. cruelest most like disgusting thing ever and like, it's basically like to tell people to like be good people because like if you're basically a dick or like you're like super like greedy then it's just gonna come and like either infect you or it'll just kill you and feel free to look it up at your own discretion it's really gross looking but like that's fine that was the only thing that ever scared me as a kid from fairy tale like that thing was scary dude yeah oh my gosh like people yeah. were teaching their kids and stuff like i talked to somebody and i was asking him about this and he was like oh yeah i grew up learning about that and i was like what is it like the flesh eating monster one the wendigo and this is how he described it it's a large creature as tall as a tree with a lipless mouth and jagged teeth it breathes a oh, strange kiss its footprints are full of blood and it ate any man woman or child who ventured into its territory and those who were lucky sometimes the one sometimes it chose to possess a person instead and then the luckless individual became a Wendigo himself, hunting down those he had once loved and fle- uh, feasting upon their flesh. Oh my gosh. And Should he was guys, saying, too, like, yeah. it's a big representation of, like, or, like, personification of, um, like, cannibalism and, like, just, like, the worst things ever. But, like, it's basically, like, he was told, like, if you're, ex- like, if you're very greedy and, like, not a good person, you're he's either going to come eat you or you're going to become one. <laughs> and I was like, what kind of story is that? Like... What is that? It's like the boogeyman, I guess. But it is more like the boogeyman. Yeah. Worse and more extreme. <laughs> God. He was like, saying it from Korea, but like it was in Canada. So maybe when you hear about the boogeyman, what it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't know if you guys play video games, but there's this video game called Before Dawn. And yeah, it has, like the Wendigo in it. And my God, I'm going to tell you, it's terrifying. I want to see if it looks like what he described because he sent me a picture too of like what like he thought it looked like from like what he'd been told as a child and I was like (laughs) it gave me the creeps and it was in Canada like it's the Great Lakes area of Canada. Is the Wendigo thing like specifically targeted to children or is that just like an indigenous like thing that like everyone? Um he kind of said well he was saying like you know very much like 
kind of cautionary tales or like way to ways ways to scare your kids he learned about it that way but like i hadn't heard of it personally before like i talked to him or like like hannah said like a like a person like a different version of it in a video game like a depending on how they choose to show it but like that's how he knew about it was like kind of like you know scaring your kids it's no different than like a fairy tale of like little red riding hood and like the <laughs> this reminds me of my school days i remember when i was in school it was it, they didn't call it stranger danger they called it tricky people <laughs> because usually like the people like they know the person so it's not necessarily a stranger it's just tricky people mm-hmm. <laughs> but like that kind of thing like it scares you into like not wanting to go with those people so I think that this kind of did the same thing of like you know he he knew not to be a greedy or to be a bad person because this thing might come and eat him or possess him and then he'd kill his family okay uh, so wow I feel like each culture <laughs> kind of has something like that though like yeah. see it, like the boogeyman the windigo it's like Krampus um, remember like in like the scandinavian i can't remember where it is but like scandinavian places just literally just mysterious beings that will come get you if you misbehave yeah and your parents are telling you this so you're like oh my god it's gonna happen it's kind of like i'm trying to think if there's any like other kind of equivalent to that because like that's really scary like imagine like something as big as it like when he painted the idea for me like imagine something as big as a tree standing over you as like a child like the kind of like the height difference too and like ugh. how is how is that not banned i don't know well we didn't like i didn't learn about that in school didn't even learn about that in life i'm 20 years old and i just heard about that right like and like i don't know how many other people know about that like prior to but i can't imagine like being told that as a kid and he was saying too when it eats people it like oh, <laughs> this is like a terrible reference but like if anybody ever read goosebumps you know like the goop like the goop book or whatever or like the goop and like you know when it ate things it just grew this thing was like that too. Like as it eats people, it just gets taller and taller and bigger. I'm just down with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I think I just want to also bring up another point. Like mm. I'm really curious. Like, have you noticed how when it comes to banned books, like why is it that some countries ban them, but then other countries are like, yeah, it's fine. So like moral values, different religious values, stuff like that. You know, every country's got their own culture. So um, yeah, I was gonna say if you. If you look back at like any banned books, literally ever, it it leads back to three things: political reason, religious reason, or moral reason. They all have to do with that. Like no matter what the thing is, it depends on where it is and the religious like the uh, religious values in the country or in like a school board, for example. Because I feel like that's really more common today is like school boards banning stuff. Um, but like also morality too, right? Like while we're willing to talk about things like sex or violence more nowadays and more of like a kind of natural way that's not okay like even 50 100 years ago it was very like what is that yeah yeah it's so dependent like it's just but it's funny because things like this are like the, a lot of the fairy tales that we think of when we think of them are western fairy tales like they're very like they're european they're eurocentric fairy tales so it's funny i would want to see what like other countries at that time would think about what we're writing <laughs> or what we're creating <laughs> I love that. It's strange how like they had these super violent fairy tales that were you know for kids and they were fine with that and then at some point they decided no this is not cool we can't do this anymore and now we're kind of bringing it back we're like okay you know what kids can handle a little bit of spookiness here and there. I feel like it super depends on the kid though like I know a kid who like hates Halloween because he just doesn't like being scared mm-hmm. like if I read this to him I would probably just scar him for life which is terrible I don't want to do that. I also don't I don't think these things should be banned because it does depend on the kid. Like, there's a lot of kids that can handle this stuff just fine. And if there's a kid that can't, like, they should be able to talk about it, right? Without being like, oh, 
I'm dead. I read this banned book and getting in trouble over that. Like, just say, I read this thing. It's scary. Can we, can we talk about it, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so much you can shield your child from stuff like this. Like, they're going to grow up eventually. Instead of them being like shell shocked by the world, I think it's best better if they like gradually get it or get shell shocked earlier so they can accept it. Yeah. Kind of like what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. Exactly. Yeah, and, like, I think there's a lot of truth, too, to, like, not necessarily, like, a ban ban, because, like, I don't know how many countries, like, have banned these things, but, like, I feel like it's more of, like, a cultural ban of, like, well, I don't really, like, I want to shield my kid from that, like, I don't want them knowing that, or, like, I don't want them knowing this. And, like, that's why, like, I think places, like, it's so weird, because when you look at Disney, like, I mean, it, like, let's be, like, I think more about Disney fairy tales when I think of, like, Snow White or Sleeping Beauty or The Little Mermaid or, like, whatever, and, like, that's what a lot of kids think of, too. Because it's like this more like PG friendly, it's more colorful, it's more vibrant, it's fun because they're singing music and like all that kind of stuff. And like, I can't even like, imagine showing a kid like the princess and the frog, for example, and then reading them the fairy tale where she like throws the frog against a wall and like tries to squish him to death. Or like yeah. Rapunzel, like I know Hannah loves Rapunzel, but like imagine like watching that and then feeling like Flynn Rider actually blinded himself when he was trying to get her out because he got pushed down into a bush. And the thing is like both re both aren't reality though like aren't similar reality like Rapunzel it's like no you're not gonna not like you won't meet your prince charming but like like that is less likely and it's also less likely that you'll push him down and he'll like cut his eyes on the thorns and you wander in the desert and give birth to children I mean yeah but that's the thing too right like we can all we can all and I would hope a lot of people can do this but like obviously we can't discern a lot of things from like fact from fiction so like it really it's so dependent on like your kid i feel like it's so dependent on who they are also which one do you guys think has more value because like the disney versions are at least well, i haven't seen them in a while so i might be wrong but to me they're just entertainment whereas these older ones like they might be really gruesome but they seem like they have some things to say as well so which one do you think is more valuable for a kid either <laughs> i mean you have people who don't show their kids Disney movies nowadays because it's a bad representation of what it means to be a female, right? Like, because of the way that, that like, women are portrayed in those movies with the exception of, like, Frozen or, like, Brave, for example. But for the most part, when you think about those classic fairy tales, because there's still kids who love Cinderella and Snow White and all that kind of stuff, it's not a good representation in that way. But then the alternative is, like, okay, so you can either teach your daughter that, like, I, like the princess she loves will, like, kiss her and wake her up from, like, her sleep of death, or you can teach her that they'll fall in love but he's going to rape you and get you pregnant. And then his wife is going to try to murder you and feed your kids to him. And then you'll fall in love and get married. Avery, you're going to make a great parent. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't, don't count on it. I'm gonna, if my kid gets greedy, believe me, they're going to hear about some, some Native American myths. <laughs> believe me. Honestly, like in the same way, like I wouldn't want to expose my children too young to even like, like Korean dramas. Because like even there, it's like the archetype of like Prince Charming is too strong. And I'll be like, you can't, like, like, these aren't realistic expectations of a relationship. You have mm-hmm. to be careful. <laughs> like, like, God, like, in the way, like, um, you shouldn't expect every man you meet, like, he's going to rape you in your sleep. On the other hand, like, no man's going to drop everything and you're going to become his everything. Because and sweep you off your feet. And, like, yeah. yeah. I guess, like, Disney version is like less of the extreme though versus like like the, like the og versions of like grim's fairy tales yeah but uh, it's just interesting how like before we were banning like grim grim's fairy tales and then now some parents are like oh i feel like the disney versions are like problematic too 
So I feel like sometimes we could just never be satisfied. Like we'll always see something wrong with like a certain story with time passing. So yeah, but I feel like nowadays, like the fairy tales that we see, like in Disney movies are becoming more like, I guess, up to date with our current values as a society. So I think it's interesting how like based on, I guess, like our values or our beliefs at the time, like our fairy tales are evolving. Mm -hmm. I think I'm more on the fact of like, not the fact of the side, but when you when you're like a little bit old old enough because I think kids are pretty resilient I think like being exposed to different versions though is a good way to be like for the kid to be like oh like that's not right or like oh that's like that's not good like maybe those are like the morals you get from the stories are like oh that's not good like that shouldn't happen Mm -hmm. so like once you have like some more opinions of your own then it could help you like make those opinions and consolidate those opinions that you have I don't know how, what age that would be for children. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like, even when we think about, like, fairy tales, like, what, like, I think about really, like, I think about young kids. Like, I think maybe grade two and under, kind of, mm. or, like, that. So, like, maybe, like, eight-ish, like, between, like, four and eight, kind of, that time. Because, like, they're, they can be short, they can be snappy, they can be intriguing. Um, I, it is more funny because it is more female centric. Like, I mean, Bluebeard is like as horrifying as it is. I'm sure you could shape that around and make it more appealing to like a boy, like a more like male audience. But like Snow White or like Sleeping Beauty isn't necessarily super attractive to young male readers. Whereas like something like Puss in Boots would be. Puss in Boots is like a good story. See, Puss in Boots made it back fine. There's nothing wrong with Puss in Boots. Why can't we just have more of that? <laughs> He's actually just fine. Like it's a good, it's a good fairy tale. I'd read that to my kids, like even the original version. I'm gonna be honest. I genuinely thought they made up the character for Shrek. I, I did not. Very <laughs> tough. Yeah, it is. The guy's got great hair. Um, but he's like, it's the same guy who, like, he's credited for like Cinderella. Like Cinderella's supposed to be like French. Yeah, Puss in Boots. Like, good, good story. Good guy. Nothing really wrong with it, unless like anthropomorphic am- animals are a problem in some places, which is fine. I wonder if they would ban it, being like, mm, we don't encourage furries. Damn it. <laughs> Our school district does not promote this. No. I mean, I've told Natanya before that like Alice in Wonderland was banned in China because this is a long process, but like, okay, so because in Alice, like for example, the Cheshire cat speaks the same language as Alice. They're both speaking English, let's say, for example. So mm. that's a problem because it puts animals on the same level as people because we can talk to each other when animals are supposed to be like inferior to us. So they banned it. <laughs> wow. Oh. But then, like, now you look at China and, like, the shows for kids are, like, oh, you always see, like, talking animals. <laughs> right, like, what? No change. Yeah, I mean, I might be ignorant on this, but I always thought a lot of Chinese mythology had a lot of, like, anthropomorphic animals in it, doesn't it? You would think so, right? But, like, that's, they banned Alice in Wonderland because of an- people being able to talk to animals in the same language. Hmm. which is weird because I'm pretty sure like kids tv shows when there's like animals they're talking to they're talking to the person it's not like they're just talking at you like you know and like they do those stupid pauses like Natanya what do you think like, <laughs> like you're right <laughs> oh, that's so cute that's my next job that's my job when I'm in school I'm gonna be a voice actor on a kid's show <laughs> do, do you guys think that there's even so Say, say tomorrow we found out that there was going to be a ban on these fairy tales in an elementary school setting, like the original fairy tales. Would you guys have a problem with that? 
like if they said if this kid like if this kid brought in the Grimm's brother or like a teacher brought in a copy of the Grimm's fairy tale and like they got in trouble for that because they can't read that to the kids is that a problem well like in my opinion Mm -hmm. like honestly like I think a lot of these stories like you guys have been saying a lot of them have like good morals and like things that you can learn from it but like in my opinion there are also a lot of other really good ways for like kids to learn this stuff like I don't think they really have to read like Little Red Riding Hood and see like the wolf like eating their grandma and having to open up their stomach to get the message of like you know stay away from strangers or like be like wary of strangers like I feel like there are a lot of different ways to kind of learn that too so like in my opinion it's not super bad to ban them like in schools as long as they have like access to it outside of school too yeah I pretty much agree I think you should encourage at least or maybe tell teachers not to put it in the curriculum because they don't really want to have kids crying in class potentially but I think they should have access to it like in the school library if they want to find it on their own so I don't agree with like banning it from a school but maybe just like don't read it to kids in class yeah because I feel like if we go about banning them then we have to go about banning the stories like that they're based off either so like Disney movies too and I know some teachers play Disney movies in class to like make points or like analyze them anyway so then you have to ban the movie that they're based off of and it sounds like a whole lot of other policy and legislative stuff that sounds a lot of work for a lot of people so I feel like again like not talking about it in class but then having it accessible to students would be yeah easy or like just teaching it from like the original source being like yeah. here are scare tactics that mm-hmm. people used to use back in the 18th century mm-hmm. but yeah I think banning it is just like constricting it's just like a con- constrict and like um yeah, just maybe like recommending other books instead and be like, hey, if you have the same type of stories, same types of morals, and yeah, you can recommend different books to read. But yeah, I would be upset at the banning. What do you think should be banned for kids though? What should be banned? Yeah. Like what type I of mean, stories should be banned? I mean, um, okay, so for example, I have like a, like a scratch map of children's books. I have a scratch map of regular books too for like adults, which is way harder. I like the children's ones more because it can take me five minutes to do rather than Moby Dick, like I just read. Um, but one of there's two books on there that I find three books on there that I find very questionable in terms of children's literature. Because usually when we talk about children's literature, it's like 12 and under in like an academic setting. Like these aren't necessarily books for teenagers. So um, to kill a mockingbird is one that I wouldn't give to kids. And I think that that's fair to say I wouldn't give that to kids in an elementary school or middle school setting because of the topic matter in it. And I don't think that maybe necessarily at that age, like you're ready to grasp a lot of that, Um, especially like uh, Huckleberry Finn, not only for the language aspect of it, but also the same issues Um, and Lord of the Flies, which I think kind of says enough if anybody knows the story of Lord of the Flies, like these are books that are classified as children's literature, but like, I don't know about the age range of like telling kids of like, oh, if you and your friends got stuck on a desert island, you might just turn against each other and try to, like, murder each other. Like, they're they're great stories, but I don't think that they should be taught at such a young age. Like, I think high school is a better setting because at that point, you should be older and more mature and be able to, like, have learned about these topics and that kind of thing. But I think for the most part, like, children's literature is very, like, kind of harmless. Like, I don't think that a lot of them have anything that's like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe you showed that to kids. Like, like yeah. I know that some places, like, a Catholic schools have banned, like, Heather has two mommies for like obvious reasons, but like I think that's kind of silly. Like whatever. I know. Yeah. Like I think just like, the, generally the idea of banning something just bothers me because I don't think we should teach kids that like any ideas are like not allowed or off limits. But I do agree with like maybe waiting 
until they're older or they're able to grasp it or at least providing them like some sort of support around reading that literature to like explain it to them properly. Like I mean a book, okay do you guys know Ferdinand? Ferdinand? The book? Yeah. Yeah. That's been banned because it promotes fascism. <laughs> I haven't read it so I don't what? know. It might promote fascism. Uh, what? How? Yeah, Ferdinand. Wait. They burned it in, like, in Germany. Like, that's one of the books that, like, they can say that, like, was born, like, for, like, okay, that I don't support. I don't support book manning. Like, I can think that your book sucks, for example, but I'm not going to be, like, your book sucks. I'm going to burn it. Like, I'm just, I'm going to be, like, I didn't really like that, but, like, it's, it's a creative process, and, like, it takes so long, and, like, to publish a book is so much more work than I think anybody realizes. Like, it's not that easy. So I don't want to like just I, I agree with Nabil like I don't think it's fair to ban anything per se because like that is somebody's artistic expression it probably took them a long time to do it but like I don't understand the banning of Ferdinand because it promotes fascism like excuse me it's a bull ridiculous and yeah isn't it like a bull who like he didn't want to be like the other bulls and he yeah he's a gentle so bull a problem. <laughs> big problem hey but like sorry this is kind of going off track it's not necessarily a fairy tale but like I remember my school banned Charlotte's Web. We weren't allowed to read Charlotte's Web in elementary school. What? Too sad. It's too sad. Oh, <laughs> they want to bring dude. the mood down. <laughs> you can be sad as a kid. Kids bounce back. Oh, I know. You have feelings, but like, yeah. no, it's just too. It's too sad. It's oh my gosh. Sad. I know, I know some places like ban thirteen reasons why, which I I don't like. like I hate it. Yeah, I know the budget terabithia was like banned for a little bit. But Why? I know because apparently sadness. it was too sad. But yeah, uh, I think sadness is not a. It's like <laughs> not want us to have the range of emotions of a normal human being. Yeah, that's, that's why you watch Mr. Rogers. I don't want to have go to... back and watch reruns of Mr. Rogers <laughs> so you can explain to your feelings. <laughs> yeah, like what if we just like if we made sure kids aren't ever sad through reading, like when they actually get sad. Yeah. Like they'll be like, "What's happening? This must be the end of the world." What is this emotion I am feeling? What is it? <laughs> I've been watching this show, and it's if anybody has Crave, I'd like highly recommend it. And it's called Kidding, and it's with Jim Carrey. And I don't usually like Jim Carrey, but it's made me very soft to him. And it's like the best way to describe it is like if Mr. Rogers had an existential crisis and he was still on TV. It's the best way I can describe it. I don't know how else to say it, but like he does make some good points of like his like the show revolves around he just lost his son like he lost his son and like that's I can't imagine how hard that would be for any parent and like he says like because he wants to do a show about death to like talk to kids about death like and he makes a valid point of like you know when kids feel like they're like the the sky is falling they need to know that like that there's somebody to help them push it back up Mm -hmm. wow yeah yeah I love that and like it's an adult show and I they did one episode where it was like a version of like their show like it was a full version and I was like I'd show that to my kid that was good <laughs> it was perfect yes yeah you're right like it's, how do you explain emotion to kids right mm-hmm. you guys this is kind of really random I mean cut this out but I would never let my kids read diary of a wimpy kid because that man that kid just complains all the time and I, that's what I don't want to teach my kid like don't, like and like don't oh my gosh sorry yeah I just oh my like, gosh I, I actually did. loved the diary of a wimpy kid like as a kid like every time a new like book came out I was like okay I have to go and get it and read it and that took me like they're a day still making them that. Oh, 
They're trash. They're so garbage now. <laughs> so garbage. They like, could have been I, I used to buy all of them. Yeah. We look back on things with rose-colored glasses. Like I used to really like some things it's that are terrible. Like, a, like an annoying <laughs> kid to like an evil person. He's just a bad person now. It's terrible. <laughs> what constitutes a bad person? Excuse me. <laughs> like you know, actively bullying your friends or like yeah. making people's lives worse. It's just. I think now it would not be a good book to show your kids. Maybe you know what? Sorry, you show just... it so they can like teach them like, hey, this is a bad person. Like, don't be like this. Remember Dennis the Menace? That's what Dennis did. It was like, don't be like Dennis. <laughs> I just I just brought Hannah back ten years. <laughs> Dennis the Menace yeah, and okay. like Home Alone. Sorry, yeah, we're going off topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say, I totally forgot this. Um, I did a class on children's literature, so this is just my professor. Um, in 1992, fun, this is so weird. You would think that so Hansel and Gretel will be banned because of, like, cannibalism or, like, maybe it promotes bad eating habits or whatever. No, it was banned in uh, 1992. It was banned because these two witches brought it to trial because it painted witches in a bad light. This is in Germany. Get to trial. Yeah, oh. it was temporarily banned because it portrays witches in a bad way. Witches are good people. Yeah. We should not disrespect them like that. I just found that and I was like, oh my god, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the people, um, it's like Satan worshippers like suing people on Sabrina for like taking their satan symbolism being like you're portraying it wrong like oh so sorry <laughs> i'm sorry but no i can see that i'd love to know how that went though i would love to know too but she didn't elaborate on that she just said that it was banned temporarily because they did those witches dirty <laughs> they're just trying to be good people imagine stepmothers came forward being like please ban this like my stepchildren hate me like moms against fairy tales. <laughs> Maft. Maft. Please sponsor. Please sponsor. <laughs> Campaign coming soon. See, even like it's really off track too, but like um, you know, everybody everybody read Charlie and Chocolate Chocolate Factory is a kid, right? It's like oh. your dream, like you wish you were Charlie. Have you guys ever looked back on that and thought like actually realized how creepy it is? Yeah, no, like during it I was like I don't want to be Charlie. I, like this is like yeah. this is a life and death situation here. Like, Even if you've seen odds. the movies in both movies and Johnny Depp or the other guy too, the OG Mr. Uh, Mr. Wonka, can't remember his name. World of Pure Imagination. It's creepy. I don't like it. It's very predatory and it's like I'll give you all this chocolate. Come live with me, my beautiful house alone without your family. Like. Yeah, like for me, when I was watching the movie, the moment the girl turned into a blueberry, I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> no, she deserved it. She was a witch. Oh, my God. See, look, punishing children for misbehaving. <laughs> she was a witch. They were all witches. But see, that was like the parents' fault. I feel like that story says more than anything. That's why the parents get punished, too. It's like you're a bad parent. Charlie's parents are good. I feel like Mr. Wonka got dirty. I feel like he was just like a lonely man. Who couldn't develop right because his relationship with his parents were poor so who's he to judge on who's a good parent he's not a parent either to the peanut gallery speaking but also side note okay in the very first edition i don't think there's any i think the second third etc didn't have this but the very first edition of the book 
there's pictures there's a, it, there's pictures in it it's like a picturesque chapter book right the oompa loompas are shaded very darkly like like they're made to look black so it's like they're in this factory and I, there's one portion of the story they don't show this in the movies where one of them tried to escape because like of the soda that he was drinking and made him like levitate and he like floated out of the factory what if he was trying to get away i remember even in the the new movie like they're they're darker skin too so yeah i, I even back as a kid i was like why why are they all why are they all darker skin that's so strange but like like what <laughs> what is that and like bearing in mind this was not the this was like the 1950s or 60s when this book came out should that is that why we should cut fairy tale slack though because they were written so long ago i mean like most of the ones that we talk about are like early 1800s late late 1700s like they're a couple hundred years old a product of its time right i like how have you ever seen like the old looney tunes like a lot of the streaming services now they put like a little warning like this thing is a product of its time but we're not going to change it because you should know what things were like back then like i feel like if you put that at the beginning of a book that would work pretty well too i mean also just like do your research right like i mean like there's a reason why like school boards can only teach certain things because they have to do so much research and then you get to university and it's a free-for-all but yeah like it's just about like I feel like doing research and stuff like that but I feel like maybe that's why we should cut slack I mean like we're not a product I'm not a child product of the early 1800s like I'm a product of the early 2000s so and like times are so different back then like they didn't have cell phones to call their parents like if you're walking to your grandma's house and somebody's following you what are you supposed to do also I think that made banning things a lot more effective back then because like if you banned it you didn't really have a way to learn about it right but now you can like you know look whatever up so i feel like banning doesn't even work very well anymore yeah it just makes the kids more curious yeah that's it's not even just kids i think that's everybody i mean how many people like i know me whenever like whenever tips going on or like any movie festivals when people walk out of a movie i'm like that's the movie i want to watch now right like we get intrigued by like why people walk away from something or like why people are so outraged by something it becomes a thing of like well let me see it and like let me put in my two cents and like I think a lot, like, me personally, I see a lot of the artistic merit and stuff, so I'm like, it's fine, it's all good, like, I totally understand, like, maybe questionable at times, but... <laughs>